point. How have you boys been? A lot better now. Got That's my Z-packs. And uh, feeling good, yeah. Nice. Spencer? Yeah, I've, I've been good. I've been good. Good. Good to hear. A, a very happy uh, no shave and no nut November to you gentlemen. And to you as well. Hope it's going well. <laughs> well, I didn't go clean shaven to start it, but I haven't shaved since it started. There you go. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. You know, I miss the NBA so much that um, this afternoon the there was just a random Sixers Nuggets game from 2019 on NBA TV, and I was just sitting here watching it. Oh, and you know what? Al Horford actually shut down Jokic, and it made me think, like, I think Embiid was injured because I didn't see Embiid at all uh-huh. that whole game. And it made me think, like, huh, you know, it's interesting how he actually uh, had a couple decent games, despite what the numbers might tell you. I Yeah, I had said that the issue was Brett Brown didn't know how to use the two together, but when... And Bede was out. Horford stepped up. There, there was like no if ands or buts about it. Yeah, I also saw him chuck up like five threes and miss them all. So all right, well you know what, Al, <laughs> the Al Horford over one point five threes is the biggest like tease oh, of that ever. It, so every, every game we're like plus one eighty odds. That's pretty good. We should put some on it, and he'd hit one in the first quarter, and for the next three quarters, we would just sit there and watch as they hit rim after rim. So painful. Also, he is the ugliest shooting form I think I've ever seen. Did like, you not watch when we would play pickup? Damn, uh, you don't need to attack me like that. Let me rephrase. Here's the ugliest shooting form I've seen a professional NBA player outside of Lonzo Ball have. Thank you. Victor obviously has the worst shooting form I've ever seen in my life. I think my seven-year-old brother has a better shooting form. <laughs> I hope so for his sake if he ever wants to play basketball. Well, he, he, do- he does. I don't think he enjoys it very much, but he does. Well. There you go. But uh, the NBA season is, is starting uh, December 22nd. That has been agreed upon with the Players Association and the league. Uh, training camps should be around December 8th. I believe the draft is in a couple weeks. I think it's November like 20th, maybe. And you know what? I had a tab because I knew I wanted to talk about this. <laughs> And now yes. I realize I can't I can't leave the recording app to go look at it or it might mess up the audio. So we'll just to say I'm pretty sure it's around the 20th and then free agency, which is why I wanted to bring this whole thing up. Free agency is supposed to start November 28th. That day I do know. I'm pretty sure again. So the 28th is when free agency starts and trades can happen again. Oh, no, the trade freeze is at the draft. I'm sorry. 
And then the season, most importantly, starts December 22nd. Uh, so the NBA, once again, kind of leading the charge here because um, the NHL really, they said we're going to start January 1st, but then haven't had any meetings between the Players Association and the league. There's no word on how many games, how they're going to do it. You know, they're kind of s- slacking. I doubt they'll start on January 1st. But, yeah. but we will have NBA basketball back. Uh, right, right around Christmas Day. Oh yeah, it well, wouldn't be Christmas well, without NBA. During Hanukkah, Spencer, since I since I know you're Jewish. <laughs> it wasn't a joke. It's a. But that's all I had for the NBA. I just wanted to. It's nice. actually um just but real quick just uh. Just so you don't like offend anybody, Hanukkah will be over by then. So, oh, uh, really? Hanukkah's early this year. Yeah, you fucking douchebag. Oh, uh, I apologize. When's Kwanzaa? Uh, I have no idea. That's probably around. Kwanzaa's probably, always. It's probably around. Yeah. Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa is starts the day after Christmas, Boxing Day. Jeez, really? Okay. Uh. Well, regardless, we'll have our normal NBA Christmas Day all day games followed up the next day by Premier League all day on Boxing Day. So it's a good two days there for sports. Hell yeah. If you're into those sort of things. It's not for sports. The NBA and the Premier League. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Well. Exciting to hear that uh, they actually have a plan back in action. As far as like the NHL, whenever I've seen a plan, I feel like it's changed within the next two days. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but at least they like tend to like come up with something, you know? Like, yeah, it's at least, you know, we can judge it for like not being perfect or and them not doing enough, certainly, but like just like think back to when this when this was all first like starting and how just unprepared baseball and football <laughs> were like it just like still boggles my mind so at the very least they're like it seems like they're at least doing something it doesn't seem great obviously but like jesus nothing will be as bad as these two stupid fucking leagues so anyway yeah i mean well said <laughs> um Definitely well said. And then, because I, I know, um, I know we have a couple of baseball things, Spencer. You wanted to talk about, but before that, I did want to bring up one thing that happened in the Premier League this weekend. Uh, it was a crazy weekend in general. A lot of weird and controversial things happened in these games here in Match Week Eight. But the one major thing that I just could not believe my eyes when I saw it happen, happened in the Fulham and West Ham game. Uh, Fulham, if you don't know, was just promoted this year. And everybody and their mother has them probably being relegated <laughs> right back down uh, at the end of the year. But they they have a hard-fought game against uh, West Ham. And, and they're down uh, one nothing. They get awarded a penalty in the 94th minute. Uh, so right at, towards the end of the game, uh, like the game literally was going to end after this penalty, and it did end after this penalty. And so what happened was 
Adamala Lukman, who I know well because uh, when I first was getting into soccer, he was uh, actually in Everton's Youth Academy and came up through Everton's Youth Academy, and then they, they sold him away, and now he's on Fulham. Um, he steps up to take the penalty, and he goes for a chip shot, which is basically when they <laughs> fake it and then just do a little lob shot trying to get the goalie on the ground first and then just chip it kind of right over his head. It's normally only done by very skilled players uh, and or when you're up by, I don't know, two or three goals and, you know, the penalty doesn't have that much importance. But he does it in this situation, hits it right to the goal. Goalie's not fooled at all, saved, game ends, and Fulham gets no points from it. And it was just so it's literally to put it, it to put it into perspective in, in ways that maybe you guys or definitely some of our listeners could understand. If this were to happen in the NBA, it'd essentially be like if a guy is on a break, um, could tie the game with, you know, just a layup. It's it's towards the end of the fourth quarter. And he just instead tries to do like a between the legs reverse dunk. <laughs> On his fast break, misses. And then they get the ball, and, and it leads to them losing the game. Or in the NHL, let's say there's like five seconds left in the third, they get a penalty shot, you're down a goal. And you try to do some, I don't know, so, some Datsuk shit and just completely miss the net on the penalty shot. That's essentially what happened here. It's, and especially for a team like Fulham, who. Every single point, like they had a chance to get a point out of this game. Every single point is going to be crucial for them all season. Uh, it was just so shocking and mind-boggling and stupid. And I don't want to like, I'm just going to end it here because he's gotten so much heat already from Fulham fans and just, you know, the media in general for it. So I don't want to pile it on too much, but like, I just literally could not believe my eyes. It was something you never expect to see um and again like that we might look back towards the end of the year fulham very well could get relegated by either on goal differential or by like a point or two and we're gonna look back to this game and be like well there's a point right there that just they literally kicked away um another Speaking of penalties, also uh, in the Liverpool-Man City game, which was one of the biggest games of the year uh, this weekend, Kevin De Bruyne, who's probably one of the best midfielders in the world, uh, completely missed the net on a penalty. He didn't do anything <laughs> fancy. He just literally shot it. <laughs> now, it was pouring down rain. You know, you can have that excuse, whatever. But no, uh, there's no excuse to miss the net. Uh, and it's Latan Ibrahimovic, who you guys have probably heard of. He's one of the biggest names in soccer in general, plays for AC Milan. He also missed the penalty today, uh, shot it over the net. So just really weird weekend for penalties. Again, normally penalties are virtually automatic. I'd say, you know, 90 plus percent of the time you convert them. So just a lot of weird stuff. Now I'm done rambling about soccer. Yeah, I saw the replay of uh, the first the chip shot, and mm. it, it cracked me up a little, <laughs> for sure. Uh, it's just unreal. Like, again, you're not a skilled guy, and it's so important to you. Worst case scenario, you know, you hit it as hard as you can. 
and the goalie makes a save. Nobody can blame you for that. You know, nobody can blame you if the goalie saves it. But to just do that, oh, I was in shock. I seriously was in disbelief. Okay. Everybody tune in next week to see what happens in the Premier League, unless it's, it's international a- break, actually. I was just I like yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah, so actually, uh, this week um, is actually the first week of some World Cup qualifiers. Um, the U.S. men's team does not have a World Cup qualifier this week, but a lot of countries do. Um, so pretty important week there. Nice. Everybody tune in. Now's a good time to start getting into soccer, if you haven't already. Football. Football, sorry. Um, one other quick note, jumping sports, because we talked about them two weeks ago now. Mercedes-Benz officially clinched the... Is it the Constructors' Cup? The Constructors' Championship uh, for this year, which basically means... So every... For F1 racing. So every car manufacturer has two racers. And... <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't prepared to jump to this. Let's restart. Mercedes-Benz. <laughs> well, uh, can I jump in quick before you get into that? Um, while we're talking about cars, I, I should note also the Toyota RAV4 won JP Power and Associates uh, <laughs> SUV award for the third straight year. So congrats to the Toyota. All right, go ahead. Sure. I hate myself. Um, <laughs> so, F1 racing. We talked about it two weeks ago when we were talking about Lewis Hamilton, who set an all-time uh, record for amount of racing wins for a solo driver now he races for mercedes he is one of their two drivers based off how both your drivers do uh not only the racer can get wins but the team for which they drive for can get wins um mercedes clinched their win uh for the whole year the constructors cup because their team already had more wins and more points uh, than anybody else who's behind them could even obtain if they won every single race from here on out. Congrats to Mercedes. Yes. Next is the first week uh, Hamilton, who we talked about two weeks ago, has a chance to lock up uh, this season as just another dominant performance. Hamilton also now streaming on Disney Plus as well. Thank you. For <laughs> All right, Spencer, what happened in the MLB? Yeah, all right. So I'm going to kick this (laughs) off. We're just going to be talking about uh, the awards finalists and um, our Gold Glove winners. But the the only thing that I want to do real quick, I want to get my little, like, ranty bit out of the way. Um, Rob Manfred, what a fucking asshole. Like, just what a fucking (laughs) loser that guy is, seriously. Um, so Justin Turner, they did like an investigation into like whether or not he should be disciplined and everything like that. Um, and like, depending on how you feel about it, I think like they, they definitely should have slapped his wrist in my opinion. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't really know like how extreme you go, uh, because like 
you know, if the, if his, if his teammates were encouraging him to come back out, then like, it's just as much on them as it is on him. Like in the end, he still has a stay and everything, but like, you know what I mean? Um, I, I don't know how harsh they need to be, but I think like from like a good standing, uh, you know, like just to set like a precedent, especially because like next year, I'm sure they're going to have to have all kinds of different regulations. still. It, I think it would have been wise of them, but they decided to do nothing. Um, and Justin Turner, uh, he had a uh, he had an apology. He said, "In hindsight, I should have waited until the field was clear of others to take that photo with my wife. I sincerely apologize to everyone on the field for failing to appreciate the risks of returning to the field. I have spoken with almost every teammate, coach, and staff member, and my intentions were never to make anyone uncomfortable or put anyone at further risk. Um, if your intentions weren't to do that, you should have never come back out on the field. Um, you shouldn't have been anywhere near it. Obviously." Um, I think that's kind of a bogus apology. It was just like, I'm sorry, uh, but you knew what you did was wrong. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, at the very least, he owns up to it and says that he knows he was wrong. But, you know, it's kind of half-assed, in my opinion. Um, and Manfred said, with this in mind, I am closing this matter by applauding Justin for accepting responsibility, apologizing, and making a commitment to set a positive example going forward. Fuck you, Rob. That is such a just like that is such a, a just like ah, he apologized. He accepted a responsibility. Like how could I? How could I, you know, penalize this guy for what he did? He he said he'll do better. You know, so I'm just gonna take him on his word. That's so lazy and just what a loser. What a terrible leader. Fuck you, Rob Manfred. Anyway, let's move on. Another way that Rob Manford fucked up is by not suspending um, AJ Hinch, Alex Cora, uh, any of the Astros players, any of the Red Sox players uh, for, you know, nearly enough time. Alex Cora is now also back in the league. So just fuck you, Rob Manford, part two. Like what, what, just what a douchebag. I hate that guy. And baseball is worse because of him. So anyway, that does that. Anything to say about Justin Turner or Alex Cora? already being back as a manager that guy cheated to two world series by the way two nothing that i feel like we didn't <laughs> talk about last week yeah i i saw the whole justin turner thing and i was i was very surprised that you know there was nothing um nothing even to the dodgers for again kind of i feel like mishandling that whole covid test stuff um to begin with but um you know i don't know covid tests can be faulty i guess uh still though if you thought he might have it you probably shouldn't have played him to begin with so yeah um, yeah i mean having just had a covid test myself this past week it's uh i can see how there's a lot of room for error in it but Again, he tested positive to begin with. It would have been different had he tested negative, played, and then they found out, oh, you do have it. But no, he tested positive. Then they gave him another test. He still played. And then they said, oh, yeah, the other test came back positive, too. So you definitely have COVID. Like, okay. Just a complete mishandling. So the Dodgers definitely should have had something, uh, something done. Yeah, and I mean, like, I don't think they should have um, necessarily um, 
I, you know, I don't think it should have been like they was a draft pick or like anything like that um, necessarily. But like, I just think like even just like a small fine would have at least like been something to like do nothing. It's just like it's just not a surprise because they clearly just they'll they'll penalize somebody for using steroids or smoking weed, but like like somebody legit stealing a world series um or like posing a health risk to others doesn't get penalized like that's just so fucking bizarre and backwards to me um yeah 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 <laughs> all right we're all in agreement okay um so the only other thing was they announced uh gold glove winners um and then they announced the finalists for um, MVP, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, and uh, Manager of the Year. Um, those will be announced between this podcast and next week. So we'll know the winners then. Um, but real quick to run down the Gold Glove winners, I don't really think there were too many surprises. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to go ahead. Over in the American League, uh, Roberto Perez. Uh, was the winner for catchers uh evan white first base cesar hernandez second base um isaiah kiner falafa at third base uh jp crawford <laughs> at shortstop alex gordon in left field uh, luis robert in center field joey gallo in right field and griffin canning in uh at, at the pitcher who griffin canning was the pitcher who won the gold glove i was trying to get through it i knew you were gonna laugh what can you can, who won third base again? Isaiah Kiner Falafa Falafa Falafel. Okay, sorry. So Ooh, that off guard. You know, uh again, like uh Gold Glove is kind of weird. Um, you know, if your name's Derek Jeter, you're a lock to win it, whether you're actually good defensively or not. Um, but I didn't really think any of these were like super crazy. Um, you know, I, I obviously don't watch a ton of the American league. Um, Evan white seems like a weird one for me, uh, first base, but also like your first baseman. So it's basically, uh, you know, just catch everything thrown your way. And I, I guess you win it. Um, so yeah, uh, in the national league, uh, catcher was Tucker Barnhart, first base, Anthony Rizzo, second base, Colton Wong, third base, Nolan Arenado, shortstop, Javier Baez, left field, Tyler O'Neill, center field, Trent Grisham, right field, Mookie Betts, who we saw in the World Series, and all of the playoffs just make a ton of crazy plays. And then pitcher was Max Freed. Um, and again, uh, for the NL, I can speak a little bit better to this. Um, and yeah, without a doubt, all of these guys um, deserved it. Um, if you guys have watched any Colorado Rockies games, you know Nolan Arenado is an absolute vacuum over at third base. Um, he's so much fun to watch in the field. He and Manny Machado were were always really fun to watch um, because they make some insane plays. Uh, Arenado, he won the Platinum Glove for the NL, and then Alex Gordon um, – won the platinum glove for the AL and that was kind of bittersweet in terms of Alex Gordon because he's also retiring so congratulations what a way to go out um you know 
diving and making plays. Good job, Alex. We're proud of you here at Fair Sports. <laughs> you know, that, that, that third baseman's name in the AL, it, it makes me think of, like, the names they used to have in those backyard sports games. <laughs> like, like Kenny Setaguchi or whatever. And, like, oh, my God, Pete Wheeler. Like, just so many, like, weird yeah. but kind of basic <laughs> names. Like, he fits that mold. Holy crap. I think that's why I laugh so much. <laughs> it didn't sound real. Yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely probably oh. the funniest name in baseball. Oh, um, man. Yeah, so then, like I said, for our, like, big four awards, uh, we've got just, like, the finalists announced. So for MVP, our NL finalists are Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and Manny Machado. Um, you know, I feel like this is – I feel like picking, um, you know, awards win, uh, awards winners um, in a 60-game season is definitely going to be a bit of a challenge. Um, you know, in hindsight, it shouldn't be any different, like, process-wise. But you're just so used to seeing numbers from 162 games. So um, it's definitely going to be weird. Um, like, for example, Mookie Betts, you know, he's up for MVP with – uh, 16 home runs and 10 stolen bases. Like those are the the numbers that they're really like focusing on. And then and then his batting average and everything. And obviously that translates still. Um, but like 16 home runs for an MVP winner is like nothing, right? Like that's just so low. And so and that's definitely going to be a little weird. Um, but all three of these guys, Manny Machado especially, was was huge for the Padres. Um, he was exactly what they needed him to be. Um, you know, I, I obviously like, I think we talked about the Padres a ton. Um, and I, I definitely don't think they would have been uh, nearly as good as they were without everything that he did for them. So um, I, if I had to give a prediction, I'd probably guess that Betts wins it. Um, mostly because I think people are going to have a hard time not focusing on playoffs on top of all this. Um, and obviously he was huge in that aspect too. Um, but we'll, we'll see if they're able to kind of separate it. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he gets it, but um, really all three of these guys are definitely deserving. They all had really good seasons provided all the circumstances surrounding it. I didn't know if you guys had anything to add. Oh, yeah. I mean, I agree. I think Mookie will get it. Um, but I like that Freddie Freeman's a finalist because I feel like he's been underappreciated. Hell yeah. Pretty much. So. But, yeah, I wouldn't give it to him, though. I would, I would probably <laughs> give it to Mookie myself. <laughs> like, hey, I want you to get your name out there. I still don't want you to win. But, like, hey, good for you. I mean, I mean he's got, he got to earn it, right? I mean, I, like, I don't know. No, I don't know. No. I, I see where you're coming from. It was just also screw Freddie oh. Freeman. I mean, <laughs> he's a jackass. <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. He's a very nice guy. I'm sure. I really know nothing about him. So he seems super humble. I think I, I think it would be awesome to see him win it. But I I don't know. I think I think it's really going to come down to Beth and Machado. Um, and ultimately, yeah, I think Beth is going to win it. Uh, in the AL, it's Jose Abreu, DJ LeMahieu, and Jose Ramirez. Um, LeMahieu mm. just like all he does is just hit 
his entire career. Don't know why the Rockies ever let him go. He goes to New York because nobody signs him for whatever fucking reason. And uh, he just dominated there. And now he's a he's an MVP finalist, which is like just the icing on top of that because now he's a free agent too. Um, Jose Abreu has just been a hitting machine basically since he's come over or come into the league. Um, and, you know, Jose Ramirez, he kind of had a down year last year. And so to bounce back again in kind of a weird season um, and was especially huge down the stretch for the Indians and was a big reason um, why they were as good as they were. Um, again, three guys who, who definitely just put it all together in a, in a short uh, season and were able to kind of still put up surprising numbers. Um, I really don't know here. Uh, like, part of me wants to say LeMahieu, but he's just such, like, a enigma of a player that I feel like, you know, like, nobody knows who the hell he is, even though he was, like, a batting average leader consistently when he was playing for the Rockies. Obviously, that could come from playing at Coors, but he then went to New York and just kept hitting, um, albeit in a small ballpark, too. But, um, like, part of me wants to say him, um, but I just kind of have a feeling that Abreu is going to come out on top. Um, he, he really just has been so consistent, and then just this year – he kind of led that young Chicago White Sox team that just had a ton of swagger and he was just their consistent rock in that lineup. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised. I, I think Ramirez would be the biggest surprise for me, honestly. Okay. Uh, yeah, I agree. Jose. I'll go with Jose. Hip, hip. Jose. What? Wait, Jose. <laughs> There's two. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, for the Cy Young, it's Shane in the AL. I don't know why this hasn't flipped. Um, so we went NL, AL. Now we're going AL, NL. Uh, Cy Young in the AL, it's Shane Bieber, uh, Kenta Maeda, and Hinjin Ryu. Shane Bieber won the Triple Crown, so he has to win the Cy Young. So that's that. In the NL, it's Trevor Bauer, Yu Darvish, and DeGrom. No surprise that DeGrom's, uh, in the, the running again, but Trevor Bauer was, um, I mean, he was huge. Uh, for for Cincinnati um he really just was so dominant uh he was even good in the playoffs uh, despite the Reds getting um swept uh I think I'm going to give the edge to him because of the whole idea behind voter fatigue uh this would be DeGrom's third consecutive so I don't see him getting it um so it's going to come down to Darvish and Bauer, I think. And I just have a feeling Bauer has a way of getting his name out there a lot better. Um, And I think he's going to be the one who comes away with it. Okay. I concur. (laughs) Rookie of the year uh, for NL. It's Alec Boehm, uh, Jake Cronenworth, and Devin Williams. Um, Wow. Yeah, it's uh, I've no, I've literally never heard of any of those three players. It's a pretty lame group. Um, and again, I think this is because of it being just like a crappy season. I think Bohm should get it, he definitely like put up the best numbers, but Cronenworth, oh, absolutely. <laughs> Cronenworth was on the Padres, so I think he might get some luck. I'll just no, it's all right, I'll just I'll wrap it up. Uh, in the AL, it's Christian Javier, Kyle Lewis, and Luis Robert. Robert's going to get it because he's on the White Sox. Uh, manager of the year, AL, it's Kevin Cash from the Rays. 
uh, Charlie yeah. Montoyo from the Blue Jays and Rick Renteria from the White Sox. He no longer has a job with them. So I'm going to say he wins it because that would be funny. And then in the NL, it's Don Mattingly, uh, David Ross, and Jace Tingler. Uh, Mattingly with the Marlins, Ross with the Cubs, and Tingler with the Padres. And, uh, you know, it's a toss-up here because, obviously, the Marlins making it to the World Series – not the World Series, the playoffs <laughs> was absolutely insane. Slow down. No, 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 no. Uh, so, I think, uh, you know, there's a strong case there. Jace Tingler taking the Padres and actually turning stuff around with them and them being probably the biggest surprise this year and, you know, making all those moves at the mm-hmm. deadline and actually being, like, you know, people thought they had a chance. Um, you know – I, I say he has a shot too. David Ross doesn't have a shot. Uh, he's a failed catcher in the majors and, you know, doesn't deserve shit. So Don Mattingly <laughs> is going to be my prediction there. That does it for baseball. That's Spencer's baseball corner. We'll tell you the winners next week. Was I right? Was Brett right? Victor didn't give any guesses. All right. <laughs> I, I agree with Don Mattingly. I think he should get it because the Marlins were the biggest shock of the year. And yeah, David Ross is a bad manager. So I don't know why he he has no business being there. Wait, he's the Cubs manager, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's no business being there. <laughs> um, as for the rookies, I literally all six names you said I've never heard of, so I can't really make a guess there. And then uh yeah, I agree with the AL. I think it should be the White Sox manager. Yeah, that'd be funny. That's isn't that what happened with uh the Raptors? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that does it for baseball. Are you sure? We have more time. No, that's it. That's, no, baseball's done. You know, it's fucking over. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, uh, since that wraps up everything in pretty much the four major sports leagues we typically cover along with a few other interesting notes we figured since we don't have too much to talk about unless you guys wanted to end at this weird short episode time but uh or risk running into a long episode victor you're the one that always wants to to cut it so that's up to you bud (laughs) okay we'll keep going um (laughs) so Just doing something different here uh, per Brett's idea because we do run low sometimes in this now three-league offseason until December is we're going to each go through and just say what your favorite teams are, but more importantly, how they came about being your favorite team or just even a team you root for. Uh, Was it a certain player? Was it a certain moment? And yeah, would you guys rather go through because we didn't discuss this until now? one person go through each of their teams or just pick a sport and then each go through that way? I think it would be more interesting to the listeners if we pick a sport. That way one person isn't talking for like 20 minutes straight. Yeah, like somebody just talked for 20 minutes straight about baseball. (laughs) So, with that, while we're at it, let's just start with baseball and keep it rolling because why would we ever end? Um, Baseball's back. <laughs> Brett, would you like to go first? Oh, sure. Brett, yeah. Brett's the baseball guy. Yeah, whatever. Well, <laughs> since, since I'm clearly the one who watches the MLB the most on this podcast. 
since Spencer just talked for 20 minutes straight, as we pointed out. No, um, I am I am a Pittsburgh Pirates fan primarily. I also do like to see the Phillies do well. Um, how I got into that? Well, the Phillies, we'll start there because that's easier. As you should know by now, um, and if not, I will tell you again, I am from Philadelphia area. Um, so growing up, you know, obviously the Phillies uh, are very beloved in that city. And they were actually really, really good when I was growing up, too. Um, a lot of division titles, obviously the 08 World Series, uh, all that good stuff. So we had season tickets um, for the Phillies as well. 15 game package. I would go to pretty much like 10 of those a year. Um, so yeah, just just basically from that, I was a Phillies fan and all my family's Phillies fans. Um, how I got into the Pirates is basically from, you know, when we talk about football and hockey, we'll get into this more, but um, I was raised a Steelers fan and then kind of just started rooting for the other Pittsburgh teams at, from association. Uh, so I started rooting for the Pirates probably I'm trying to think in like 2005. Uh, so it's been just a great time. I mean, I've had a lot of fun <laughs> watching the Pirates over the years. Um, we had those, you know, like that, that we had a stretch like five pretty interesting and, and fun seasons. But other than that, um, it's just been abysmal. And now we're in another you know, rut, who knows when they'll be good again, could be another 20 years. Um, but, but yeah, um, you got to love the pirates though. And, and I would say, especially when I was little, Freddie Sanchez is still probably my favorite player to ever play the game. Uh, so he was a big reason why I really was following the pirates as well. And then Jason Bay was also a player I really liked. Um, and Zach Duke, you know, I, I, I played pitcher when I played little league, um, and Zach Duke was my favorite pitcher. Uh, in reality, he was a pretty shitty uh, pitcher in the grand scheme of things. Not a, not a very good player, but I loved him. And he was the Pirates' number one for, for a while there because, you know, payroll. So that's my story. <laughs> Spencer, go ahead. So here's the thing about Alec Bohm and why I think he's going to win the NL Rookie of the Year. Uh, he really <laughs> – um, so my favorite team uh, for baseball is the Cardinals. Um, I, mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I have like a secondary team. I guess technically, Brad, I'd be with you with like the Phillies because uh, I'm mm-hmm. also from that area and that's what was on in my house. Um, so, yeah, I remember those those good years as well. Um, very fondly. Some, some great players. Chase Utley. Oh, yeah. Chase Utley, Big Nose Howard, uh. <laughs> J. Yo, Jim Tomey, uh. oh, Jim Tomey. Uh, there's a name. He was so good. Yeah, a lot of a lot of good memories. Um, but yeah, in terms of the Cardinals, uh, kind of when I started getting into baseball and watching it more and playing it and everything, um, you know, uh, the easily best player in the league, best hitter in the league at the time, uh, was Albert Pujols. Uh, the dude was just absolutely dominant and was just so much fun to watch. Uh, like every time he was at the plate, he just knew that, you know, he was going to do something. Um, so I kind of started, you know, basically just watching 
like him. And, you know, I would say the Cardinals were my favorite team. But, like, at that time, I was just a diehard Albert Pujols fan. Uh, and then over the years, it just, you know, I started following, understanding the sport more. I started caring more about what the team did than I did just about what Albert Pujols did. Um, and then when he eventually left him for agency and went to the Angels, I am still a Cardinals fan, um, you know, d- despite that. Um, I guess the Angels would be another team that I would like to see succeed, mostly because of Pujols being there and then also on top of that, Mike Trout. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's pretty much it for me. I just picked the best player and then just stuck around when he left and wasn't really the best player anymore. Well, I guess at the time he was still the best player, but yeah, that's it. Victor, your favorite baseball team, you fucking loser. (laughs) Going off of that, uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates. So... Uh, when I was younger, I actually rooted for the Yankees, and then oh yeah, um, and then pretty much just going to school and seeing others Yankees fans, I just really hated the people who liked Ooh. the Yankees, hated how they were, like oh, about the Yankees. Like I just really hated like the attitude of Yankees fans, and I was like, not in, not a fan of this, and then. Uh, the topper and really the end of that was even though I had kind of gotten out of it as they started winning again um, was when the whole A-Rod steroid usage came up because I just hated that Uh, aside from them the only thing in the MLB I uh, watched for was more Ichiro on a player side kind of how you did off of Albert Pujols and then Pretty much once I stopped, like I always root for him wherever he went, not necessarily his team, just him. And then, yeah, once I stopped rooting for the Yankees, my dad is a Pirates fan uh, from Pittsburgh. And since I liked Pittsburgh for everything else, I it was just something to go along with. Um, not necessarily the best decision, but still <laughs> one that uh, I stand by. Should we say our least favorite teams for each sport too? I'd love to. Oh, I just think that would um, be oh, interesting. Real quick, real quick, before least favorite, the only other team I would root for is the Nationals because although you two grew up near Philly, I grew up right near Harrisburg, and the Sanders are their minor league team. Mm-hmm. So I always got to see some people who would play for the Nationals play, and then my aunt had these tickets, so I would get to go to games every now and then. Makes sense. The Senators play in Ottawa, Victor. <laughs> right, but summertime. All right, so least favorite baseball teams. Um, honestly, it's hard for me to to kind of hate a team because, like, I don't know. I, I don't, like, watch a ton of baseball. I watched a lot more when I was younger. I've kind of, as I've gotten older, kind of grown out of it, I guess, in a way. But um, growing up, I really didn't like the uh, Yankees for obvious reasons because they bought – you know, they can just buy whoever they want. That got really annoying. Um, so in the spirit of fairness, I guess, I kind of just hated them. And uh, up until recently, it was really primarily just the Yankees, a little bit the Cubs, um, just with the divisional thing. But uh, now the Houston Astros are probably my least favorite team, even more so than the Yankees, mm-hmm. uh, given all the the cheating. So 
I, I would say that's that's probably the whole list. Yeah, for me, it was the I would say probably the Yankees as well, basically because you know it was just so easy for them, like you said, to basically buy their championships and buy wins. Um, but I working off of the division thing, fucking hated the Reds during like the Brandon Phillips. Joey Votto era. Oh yeah, yeah. And, like that's good one. Scott Rowland and um, Ugh. not a Joey Votto oh, fan. My oh, oh my god. Oh my god. Don't even get me fucking started on him. And Scott Rowland. Oh my god, a Phillies trader. I forgot about him. Yep. Oh. Yep. Um, man, I'm trying to think who else. Bronson Arroyo was just an asshole. Um, and Aaron Harang and. Aroldis Chapman. Aroldis Chapman. Yep. 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 Dude. Uh, I just, I fucking hated Brandon Phillips though. Like he was, he was probably the one player that I was like, I just absolutely hate you. Like you are the worst. Um, and then it just kind of like, you know, bled into the rest of the team. Um, and then like you said, the Astros now, because I rooted for the Astros. Um, I rooted for them to win that world series that they won. And, uh, you know, I'm ashamed because, uh, you know, Jose Altuve took my heart and he just fucking threw it away, you know? Real real quick, what, who was that big, fat ginger guy? Adam Dunn, I think? Yes, Adam was Dunn. That? Okay, I love Adam Oh, Dunn. I hated him, too. I love Adam Because he would just tee off on Pirates pitchers and hit home <laughs> runs. And then he's so fat, it took him, like, a year to round the bases. Ugh. No, he was great. He was great. <sighs> Sorry, Victor. No. Uh, quick note: Bronson Arroyo actually has his own CD. It's decently good. I know this because one time we were on a road and headed to Missouri, and I think we were headed like through Ohio at the time, and oh, it, was, it was on sale for a dollar. So Vince bought it. He's like, "Yeah, this guy's a pitcher," and we listened. Not half bad, surprisingly. Um, so, as someone who's still no matter what age, didn't watch the MLB consistently. I thought it was, I was never hated Bronson Royal because I was like, well, this guy makes decent music. Maybe I want him to succeed. Anyways, question. Up. Hold on, question. <laughs> what half of it? What genre of, of music was this? Uh, well, half of it was, I would say like softer rock. Like half of it was covers of songs and then half of it was his own stuff. But wow. it would be like rock songs, but I think he would play it acoustic. I'm trying to remember now. Every so rose I don't know. has its thorn. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm pretty sure Slide was one of the songs on there. Yeah, now I'm going to have to find the CD for you guys. Vince might have it. I will look um, it up on Spotify once we're done recording here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, as far as teams I hate when I was a Yankees fan, there wasn't really any because, again, still didn't watch the MLB that much. When I switched to the Pirates, I started hating the Yankees. And then come Jake Arrieta, I started hating the Cubs because <laughs> I really hated that he how well he did versus them. And then I also hated how he didn't stay that dominant after. Like, that whole thing bothered me. Mm. And then anytime a team cheats, they're, they jump pretty high on that list if not to the top. So, yeah, not a fan of the Astros. But, yeah. Fair play. All right. Sorry. Baseball's the least I uh, have to talk about. Oh, just wait till we get to hockey. 
Should we uh, should we jump to what, NBA? Maybe. Oh, this will be an easy one. Yeah. Sounds- this will yeah. This will be quick. So NBA Sixers. Um, secondary teams, none. I would say, really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. There's certain teams in the league that you know you, you like, you would like to see do well, but they never do. Uh, like the Suns come to mind. I actually did kind of like the Suns back when they had Steve Nash, oh my God. Sean Marion, Amari Stoudemire. You know, yes. um, so. But like now, it's like I don't care. Like I'd like to see them succeed, but who cares, right? Mm-hmm. So it's really just the Sixers teams I hate: the Celtics, the Raptors, the Celtics, <laughs> and. Um, probably the Celtics would be the the last team. So <laughs> that's all I have to say. Um, yeah, favorite team easily Sixers. Um, second is probably um like Dirk Nowitzki Mavericks era. Um, my brother mm. loved Dirk, and so definitely watched a lot of Mavericks games. Um, and now that they have Luca, it's easy to keep loving them. Um, also I was a huge Vince Carter fan, um, which sucked because like he played for, uh, you know, the, the Raptors, the Nets, um, and like, you know, that's, those are teams that are, are, you know, technically rivals of the, uh, the Sixers. Um, but just like his whole career, I enjoyed watching, watching him and seeing like where he would go and, and, you know, how he'd do and stuff, uh, least favorite teams. Brett, I think our lists are, are fairly similar. Um, I absolutely fucking hate the Celtics. Uh, then it's uh, Kyle Lowry and the Raptors, um, followed by the Celtics. Um, and then to round out my top five least favorite teams, it would be probably the uh, Celtics and then uh, Jared Dudley. <laughs> I, I, I do want to note um, you brought up you brought up well just when you were talking it made me think of something else i also kind of hate the lakers um but not like a strong hate it's just like i don't ever want to see them succeed but i don't like openly root against them if that makes sense at all okay like you'll you'll pretty much always prefer the team they're playing against to win right and i used to hate the warriors but i don't now okay go ahead unless the celtics yeah um Teams I like, the Sixers, haven't watched long enough to really have a second team that I like. Teams I hate, the Celtics and the Raptors. Glad we can round out NBA. All right, nice and easy. Uh, NHL next? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the NHL. Uh, n- number one, Pittsburgh Penguins. I touched on it kind of before, but I grew up a Steelers fan. My dad uh, never was into hockey. (laughs) So to be honest, like the Flyers were never on the TV growing up. It was always the Sixers um, and the Phillies. So had my dad been into hockey and I was watching the Flyers growing up, maybe this would be a different story, but never did. So uh, just again, by association, I started getting into hockey. And since I was a Steelers fan, I became a Penguins fan and been been a Pens fan probably since I got into hockey back in like 2003 or four. Um, I remember I had NHL 03 for my computer and that's when I really started getting into hockey. So I guess that would have come out in 2003. So yeah, um, 
but yeah, Penn's fan ever since. Uh, I also like the Calgary Flames um, because, again, when I was getting into hockey, Joel McGinley was like a top three player in the NHL. And um, I just I fell in love with the way he played the game. And Mika Kiprasov was probably is still my favorite goalie ever. Uh, loved watching him play. And the Flames were really good back then. Um, so, And they were in the opposite conference, so it kind of worked out because the Pens and the Flames never really played each other. So that's how I kind of started rooting for the Flames as well, and I've liked them ever since also. It's been a long uh, history of just the two. Uh, other teams I like to see do well, um, Florida Panthers, I, I root for here and there, along with uh, the Minnesota Wild because I loved Marion Gabrick growing up as well and they were a newer team back then and then uh the senators are another team i like to see do well but only really a fan of the pens and the flames okay spencer if i had to classify myself as a fan of any one hockey team it would probably be technically the flyers just based off the proximity to where i lived uh like if i did watch any hockey when i was younger it was definitely the Flyers. Um, uh, what, I guess two years ago at this point, or last year, when the Blues uh, won, uh, I basically just chose them to win because I'm a Cardinals fan. And I was like, yeah, they're from St. Louis, and maybe the city luck will cross over. Um, but I wouldn't, you know, classify myself as a Blues fan because I don't follow like their moves and stuff um who was the best player in hockey like early 2000s well there's a lot well it was just who was the best like just just throw out the guy in the early 2000s i don't know iserman sakic forsberg cool so i would have probably liked uh, one of them Bedinla. based on based on uh, based on my <laughs> track record i would have liked one of them and picked that team um but yeah i didn't really watch a ton of hockey and so then in terms of teams that I hate, um, all, all of them, except <laughs> except the Flyers, I guess, because I said they're technically the team I like. So there you have it. Okay. Brett, did you want to do your hate ones or did you want to save that? Oh, I th- yeah, I didn't know if we were – that's my bad. Um, to be honest, I, I wouldn't say I hate any team. But there are some teams that get under my skin – and some teams that I prefer to see lose than win, those teams would be the Toronto Maple Leafs, number one, uh, the Edmonton Oilers, the Washington Capitals, and I, yeah, that might be it. Uh, the Canadians, probably, but yeah. Interesting. Not huge okay, on okay. the Ducks, either, I will say. Okay. Um. Teams I like, first and foremost, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, pretty much just that all Pittsburgh sports mentality. My dad is from there, so I was like always grew up just going to Pittsburgh, and then that was like the major sports teams we rooted for. Um, second was the Tampa Bay Lightning, because ever since I was little, I have an older brother, uh, which both of you obviously know. Congrats. And because of that, I never got to be... The, the, like our favorite team in video games uh so 
no matter what it was, I didn't get to be them because Vince was. So Vince was always the Penguins. So I had to find a different team that I could at least try and uh, compete with because I was also worse at video games. <laughs> and I started liking the Tampa Bay Lightning because I, and then because one, I could beat him every now and then in certain video games as them. And then because of that, I started liking Marty St. Louis uh, and Vinny LeCavier. So it just kind of spun off that. So they've always been my number two team. Yeah. Um, don't really have, like, there's other teams I'd like to see win more than others. Um, the Preds probably come to mind. It's just like from the West, a team I would like to see win. Teams I hate, the Caps and the Flyers top the list by far. Ouch. Um, I'm hurt. Man yeah. down. Uh and then the Boston Bruins and the Leafs are also up there for teams I prefer to not see win. But yeah. Hmm. No hate for any Western Conference team, huh? Not, not too much. I mean, I'm also not a fan of the Ducks. Um, Quack. There's... Yeah, I, I don't hate too many teams in the West because... Having both teams, I prefer to see win from the East. I didn't watch as much Western Conference growing up. So that was actually only in like probably actually the past five years where I actively try and watch just every game of hockey, whether or not uh, it's the Lightning or the Pens. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, that leads us to the NFL. Um, I obviously am a Steelers fan. Because that's how I was raised. I was also raised an Eagles fan. Uh, and I was a big Eagles fan for a while back in the Donovan McNabb days. Oh, Brian Westbrook, oh, Brian yeah. Dawkins, Lito Shepard, Jeremiah Trotter, Javon Curse. Oh, man. What a defense. Um, and then I kind of, honestly, the Eagles kind of fell out of favor with me when they signed Michael Vick, uh, fresh out of jail. I lost a lot of respect for them as a franchise. And I wasn't an Eagles fan anymore kind of rid them off. Um, and then it wasn't until I got an internship with them and, and worked for the Eagles for a summer that I just kind of getting to know people in the organization again. And it was a completely different team at that point as well. Um, I, I, I kind of found my love for them again. So I am an Eagles fan, uh, Steelers first, obviously. And then I also am a Jaguars fan. How that came about is kind of random but basically my one of my favorite players ever is maurice jones drew um jd yeah mjd he was a beast i got him every year in fantasy um and that's uh, honestly just kind of how the love for the jaguars grew him and byron leftwich and david garrard and jimmy smith frank taylor all those guys uh they had a pretty good offense at least back then and then um i just kind of kind of followed them since and I, I, I root for them pretty openly. I'd like to see them do well. They never really do. Um, and they're an incredibly frustrating franchise to, to root for because they don't seem to ever really try to win. Um, kind of like the Pirates. But yeah. <laughs> and teams I hate, obviously uh, the Cowboys would probably be number one because you know, everybody should hate the Cowboys if, you do, if you're not a fan of theirs. Um, the New England Patriots, 
for obvious reasons. Although I will say like this year, I don't really hate the Patriots anymore. Like I haven't been rooting against them. I was just kind of during the dynasty, I guess the Brady Belichick thing. Um, Not huge on the Bengals. Although again, now that a lot of their clowns are gone, I don't, I don't really hate them anymore. Uh, And the the Ravens, I still don't like. Um, I would say that's trying to think. I'd say that's probably it. Okay. Spencer. Uh, I'm a Colts fan first because basically same reason as baseball. Peyton Manning was the guy who was the most fun to watch in uh, football. (laughs) And uh, he also had a huge forehead and how could you not love that? Um, Mm. And he was better than Eli. So and it was always fun getting into discussions with people who would say Eli was better because Eli has more Super Bowls, which is why I think I hate the whole championship argument. Uh, because if you actually think Eli is a better quarterback than Peyton Manning, you should go play in traffic. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and then basically same deal. Like, he went to the Broncos. I rooted for him with the Broncos, but, like, obviously was still a Colts fan. And, uh, yeah, and uh, it, that's – that's a frustrating organization because it's better now um, because they actually have uh, competent people running the team. Um, but yeah, like basically from Dungy leaving and then Manning leaving and uh, basically the entire luck era was just so mishandled um, and was tough. Uh, second would probably be the Seahawks. My dad's a Seahawks fan. Um they're also in the NFC, so, like, don't have to worry about them butting heads with the Colts, really. Um, and, yeah, he's, he's always been a Seahawks fan, and so uh, would kind of root for them with him. Um, and then, like, you know, again, as I started watching more, and, like, now they have Russell Wilson, he's so much fun to watch. So I'd say they're next. And then my mom's an Eagles fan, so I sympathize with her. Um, and, uh, yeah. Uh, teams I hate, I used to hate the Patriots, uh, mostly because of the Brady-Manning rivalry, and that just kind of like kept up as they were really good. Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, their last Super Bowl was against the Rams, right? The Yes. Yeah, yeah. so I, I did not care if they would have won that one. Like, that, at that point, I was over hating the Patriots. At that point, if anything, I actually probably would have wanted them to win because I, I'm more for the chaos and, um, you know, seeing like the best. Right. Um, so I was all for it then. So I, I've kind of given up on that, but really it's just like a tie. Like, I think I'm with you, Brett, like the Cowboys are typically the team that I would want to watch lose the most. And then after that, it's really just every other team other than the ones that I listed as likes, because like, I just don't care about football. And so, like, mm-hmm. yeah. if somebody's like, hey, the Jets and the Browns are playing, I'm like, cool, I hope they both fucking lose. Like, what a <laughs> terrible matchup. Like, get away from me. I don't know who you are. Um, and fuck you. Fuck Roger Goodell. Fuck Rob Manfred. <laughs> fuck Rob Manfred part three. All right. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying there. Like, I want the Ravens and the Cowboys to lose. And then after that, yeah, it's just like – I don't care enough really to, I don't know. Even, even if the Ra- like Ravens or, and or Cowboys win, I'm just like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> it doesn't like, 
bum me out. You know, like he just—it's—I it, don't know. I just don't care that much. All right, Vic. Uh, Steelers come first and foremost, like by far. Uh, yeah, just grew up again as a Pittsburgh person, and didn't actually get to go to a game till like when I was a lot older, um, right before college, but always wanted to. And then other teams I like to see win. The Colts uh, have always been the other team I like to see win because kind of goes back to the playing video games thing. I would play as the Colts, and I loved Reggie Wayne. So would root for them. The whole Manning, Harrison, Reggie Wayne trio was incredible. And then the only other team that I'd like to see win is the Cardinals because of Larry Fitzgerald. And, yeah, he was just like, the face of Pitt making it to the pros kind of for ever since Marino. So basically during my lifetime and he's still playing. So still root for them. What about Shady? Yeah. I mean, I wanted to see Shady do well. He kind of dropped off and like Aaron Donald, I want to see win defensive player of the year every year, unless it's a Steeler pretty much, but yeah, definitely. Like I just root for the Pitt people in the pros. What about James Conner? Um, Absolutely. <laughs> what about Tom Savage? <laughs> yeah, that was uh, short-lived, as was Nate Peterman. Uh, Tyler oh. Boyd's doing very well. Devin Street never panned out. Um, do we want to keep... Deion Lewis did okay. Um, what are your hates? Hates, first and foremost, are the Patriots and the Ravens. I don't care that Brady isn't there. I still hate the Patriots. Um I want them to lose every game. I want the Ravens to lose every game. And then I don't like the Bengals just because of the injuries they've caused over the years. But because uh, those guys aren't there, it's a little bit better. And then I don't like to see the Cowboys win. But yeah. All right. Now, is there any, like, random sports leagues or teams that we're super into – um, that Did you want to talk we're about outside the big four. What? I was going to let you talk about Premier League. Well, not even that. Like, um, I didn't know if you wanted to get in college. I don't. I don't think any of us are huge college followers, anyways. But uh, college or other leagues. Like, I was. I wanted to t- bring up P- the Premier Lacrosse League, um, which we've talked about in length on this podcast in the past. So. Won't really get into it here, but I'm a big Redwoods fan. Um, how that came about, pretty simply, the first year uh, the league was in existence. I kind of watched every game, and then I decided by week six I need to pick a team. Um, in week six, I kind of had it narrowed down to the Archers and the Redwoods, and they played each other, and I was like, okay, the winner of this game is the team I will root for. And I'm pretty sure the Redwoods lost, but I was kind of disappointed that they lost. So then I thought to myself, oh, maybe I should just root for the Redwoods then. So that's how that came about. Uh, don't really hate any team in that league. I kind of hate the Whip Snakes because they've won back-to-back now. So they're kind of like a Patriots. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, as far as Spencer, did you want to talk at all about the PLL? About No. <laughs> okay. Um, as far as the PLL, I root for the Archers. And basically how that came about was Brett would have the PLL games on 
and I didn't really follow till the end. And come the championship, it was Redwoods versus Whip Snakes. And I remember I wanted to, I had it narrowed between the Archers and the Whip Snakes, but I was like, I'm not going to root for a team if they win the championship the first year because that's just a bandwagon. Uh, so once the Whip Snakes won, I went, I guess I'm an Archers fan. Yeah, thank you for bringing up that painful memory. Yep. Um, other, other league? Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, what the, were you asking? I mean, next I was going to jump to the Premier League. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Oh, am I going first? Um, you can, yeah. The Premier League, I root for the Wolverhampton Wanderers, uh, a.k.a. the Wolves. But that came about again, through Brett. So shout out Brett for introducing me to all these other leagues. Um, oh, you're welcome. During college, you, John as well, um, but primarily you would just have Premier League on. And over the years, you convinced me to start to get into it. And then it turned into picking a team. Um, I like the black and gold colors because it followed most of the other teams I root for, basically the whole city of Pittsburgh. And then... I especially didn't want to pick one of the big six teams because I don't like picking a favorite per se for any league I'm going to get into. And yeah, they were, they were one of the people who I had faith per your guys's advice when get relegated any time in the next like three to five years and had a decent upside. And hates. Hates um, Manchester United, Chelsea, Liverpool, probably Man City also now. Okay. Spencer? Yeah, I just do you I, have a Premier League? I fucking hate Everton. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a reason? <laughs> um, yeah, it's just um, Brett, wait, Brett, that's who you like, right? Okay, yes. that, it's mostly because yeah. there's just this like fucking douchebag I follow on Twitter who's just constantly tweeting about them, um, and I just <laughs> fucking hate it. <laughs> no, uh, I know Premier League. Justin goes so yeah, Premier League. Uh, no, I don't have like I don't have hates or loves there. Like, if I watch a game, like it's just to watch it. Like, I, I don't have any eggs in any race. <laughs> You should get it. You should put some eggs in a in a in a basket and see how it goes. Okay, I'm gonna say uh, Man City. I'm a Man City fan. Okay, I'm All right. kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I I am an Everton fan, as as Spencer so kindly put. <laughs> um, that came about just um, you know back in 2012, I think, is when I got into the Premier League or started watching. Um, Due to, again, kind of just a friend referral. They were like, hey, you should watch Premier League. So I was like, eh, I'll give it a shot. Um, kind of just watched Premier League for a while, all the teams, to just kind of, you know, see how it went. I knew I didn't want, like Victor said, to really pick, like, one of the best teams. Uh, I also didn't want to pick a crappy team. Um, and then uh, just doing research and watching, uh, Everton kind of stood out to me. And then just been a fan ever since. Uh and I'm in, now an Evertonian through and through. Proud Evertonian. Come on, you blues. Up the toffees. And uh, teams I hate, Liverpool, number one, because uh, they are devils. And 
they constantly try to uh, gain power in the league and um, make unfair rule changes and everything. Uh, they're really just the worst. And same could be said for Manchester United, who's also irrelevant now because they suck. So shout out to them. And uh, yeah, that's probably it in terms of hate. I don't really hate any other teams. I do also root for Oxford United. They're currently in League One, so they're not even in the Premier League. So we won't talk about them. Um, and yeah, that's it for that. Oh, you're a Spurs fan yep. now. Huge Spurs fan. And Crystal Palace. Love me some Crystal Palace. I, I, Crystal Palace would be a good team for you to start rooting for, Spencer, actually. Okay, well, now I'm going to root for Everton. Okay, welcome. Um, any other leagues? College basketball Did victors, you want to talk a about- fucking loser in Lex Virginia. They lost to a 16 seed. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's good. Yeah, for college basketball, I am a UNC fan. I haven't really watched them. Oh, was that because they were the best, like everybody else you picked when you were growing up? Um, oh, I guess tech, technically, yeah. because yeah. Well, no, I I started because people, well, by people, my brother uh, used to always say that I looked like Tyler Hansborough, and I. I would have picked them as my team because Vince Carter went to UNC. Um, and so, like, I would just, like, say, you know, oh, if I had to pick a college basketball team, I'd pick UNC. So I'd always pick them to win. Well, I'd have my dad pick them for me in, like, the brackets. Um, it was just whatever method to get them to the championship uh, for March Madness. And then my brother told me I looked like Tyler Hansborough. And then I started following, like, watching the games and, and like watching Tyler Hansborough, and I was like, I do kind of look like him. Maybe I'll be as good as Tyler Hansborough one day. I'm not, so spoiler. But he's not that great either, so I could probably take him one on one. Indiana Pacers legend Tyler Hansborough. He would actually probably murder me because I think he's actually psycho. He is actually. He's clinically insane. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but UNC, yeah. Jordan went there too. That fun fact for you guys. Did you know Michael Jordan went to UNC? A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Well, college basketball, uh, <laughs> I, I, again, from being from Philly, I kind of like all of the big five there, even though there's six. Um, Villanova is <laughs> the one that – have you ever have you ever thought of that? There's actually six teams that they call it the big five. I think it's LaSalle that they always leave out. Or maybe it's Drexel. It's Drexel. It's Drexel. Drexel, they don't include – yeah, they don't include Drexel in the quote-unquote Big Five, even though they're a Division One school and they've made the tournament a few times. They do okay. Uh, anyways. It's also, like, pretty disrespectful, considering they go out of their way to include Nova, who isn't directly downtown, just to... <laughs> well, yeah, Nova's really in the suburbs of Philly. But yeah. anyway, that's and that's why I like Nova the most, because obviously they're the best of the Big Five. Um, but I root for all the Big Five. And uh, Robert Morris, obviously. Never heard of him. The one time every five year, five or six years they make the tournament. Um, and, yeah, I would say that's it for college basketball. I really don't hate any team. Um, I guess I'm a UMBC fan also. <laughs> just because that was awesome. <laughs> like, 
if UMBC ever makes the tournament again, like I'm 100% all in rooting yeah, for them. Sure. Like I don't care who uh, they're playing, even if they're playing Nova. Like go UMBC, you know. If they're playing Virginia, so. like repeat, you know. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I don't really hate any teams because I'm not like I don't. I used to watch college basketball a lot when I was younger, but I don't really anymore. So it's hard to hate a team, really. I hate Let's Duke. Yeah. That wasn't a joke. I, I hate Duke. That was serious. No, I know. <laughs> I know. Do do any do either of you guys watch college football? Do you have any teams you like there? Well, Vic, obviously you like Pitt. Uh yeah. So college basketball, I like Pitt and Virginia. Um, yeah, we covered that. And don't really hate anybody. <laughs> I didn't think we covered. I guess Pitt I like Pitt too. I'd like to see them do well in college basketball. Why not? Yeah. College football, um, Pitt, and then Stanford every four. Um, but they've really Why? Because they were the best so. when you started watching them? You fucking jackass. <laughs> uh, it's actually because I wanted to go to Stanford, so then I started watching Would oh, you them. apply? That you got rejected? Yeah. Loser. Yep. <laughs> yep. Also got rejected by Virginia. Oh. Um, Which one hurt more? Yeah. That's the- Because I would have absolutely gone to Virginia Stanford, I would have had to think about because it's on the other. I think side getting thing. accepted to Robert Morris hurt more. <laughs> um, for you, or for you, because now like oh, okay. we're putting you through this right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, for college football, uh, Stanford to Pitt. I hate Penn State and Notre Dame. That goes for all sports, not just football, but especially for football. I hate Penn State and Notre Dame. That's that's yeah, college I'm... football. I mean, uh, again, like the Big Five, I'll root for. Although I'm pretty sure Temple's the only FBS team actually in the Big Five. So Temple definitely. Uh, Pitt, I like to see do well. Why not? I really don't watch college football like at all. So that's it. And I don't even watch their games, those two teams that I just named. So, you know. Um, and then, yeah, Penn State and Notre Dame, I, I agree. I do hate – I don't really hate Notre Dame as much, but Penn State is probably the worst um, stretch of, you know, 30 square miles in, in America. So, um, yeah. Growing up, I watched a lot of Penn State football in my house. Oh, God. God, you're all so. – I wish I was joking too, with how much you guys hate them. I like. I wish I was making a joke right now, but I like legitimately. We watched a lot of Penn State, um, and that was always fun because my mom she gets like super amped about sports, and so you know they would fucking lose games that they shouldn't have, and it was funny, you know. Good times. So is that who you like, Penn State? I don't really watch college football. I'm a I'm a big. Okay. Uh, you know, whatever, fan. I don't I don't really watch it. Andrew Luck at Stanford. Yeah, but like I didn't even really watch him there, like knowing that the Colts were gonna like most likely be getting him. I mean like I didn't try and like watch his games or anything like that. Co- college football is like like I I I appreciate college basketball and I think it's a good product. College football I think is a terrible product. It's not fun for to watch at all in my opinion. Like I would absolutely rather watch NFL whereas like 
well, I think I'd rather watch NBA over college basketball, but it's closer in my opinion. Like, cause college basketball is a pretty complete product. It's pretty close to NBA. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Whereas college football is yeah, nothing like the NFL. Like both are just fucking terrible, but like, there's just so many like blowouts and stuff because I guess like the skill gap, you know, amongst some of these teams is just so great. That's just so fucking boring. Like, I, I don't know why any Alabama fan is like, yeah, roll tide. We beat a team 75 to two. It's like, wow. Like one, how did you let them get a safety on you? And two, like, that's fucking boring. Oh man. And that's man. how they talk in Alabama. Yeah. Going <laughs> off of that, going off of that, I, that's why I don't watch college football either. Um, I, I really, like I said, I don't watch a, a ton of college basketball anymore. I love college hockey and college lacrosse. Um, those are probably the two college sports I actually watch the most by far. Definitely college hockey, especially. Um, because, again, I think they're, they're fun to watch. You know, college lacrosse, you don't really get a ton of blowouts. Same with college hockey as much. So, Again, a level playing field, like you said, from college football to like really all these other college sports, it's just, it's, it, you can't compare it. It's just not fun. For sure. College hockey, by the way, North Dakota. Go college off. hockey, Robert Morris. And Robert Morris, yeah. That went without saying. But, and, and, uh, hate hate Penn State and that as well. So obviously, um, yeah. Any other leagues? Any other yeah, sports? Yeah, uh, beach volleyball. Misty May, Carrie Walsh. They were always really fun to watch. Yes. <laughs> uh, tennis. Tennis. Yeah, Big Williams sisters. Yeah, tennis. Do you, do either of you have a tennis person you like? Oh, Roger Federer. Like by far, yeah. Federer was always fun. Like I don't... when I was younger, like if ESPN or something had a game uh, or a, a match while wow, a game, they had like a match and he was in it. Like he was always really fun to watch. Okay. And any hates? No. <laughs> in 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 tennis, um... how do you hate somebody at tennis? Well, don't don't Federer fans hate Nadal? No. So well. I mean, Nadal beats him on clay a lot, but Federer and Nadal are actually like really good friends. When did you uh, just so say he beats not him like... on clay? Oh my <laughs> god, that was the that was the lamest sentence you've ever said. <laughs> First off, I'm glad you said something because I was like, "Wow!" Yeah, Blue Jays. Blue Jays oh, fans man. really hate the Yankees because the Yankees beat them on turf. <laughs> what? I'm about to end this episode. Right oh. oh my god! Uh, any golfers? <laughs> Woods, Tiger Woods, all the way. Yeah, I like Tiger. I like Tiger, and I like um, uh, George or Justin Thomas. JT, big Justin Timberlake. What about man? Brooks Kepka? What about that fucking douchebag? No, <laughs> hate him. I hate him, and I hate Phil Mickelson. What you hate Phil? And I hate Bubba Watson. And wait, that might be wait. It. Why do you hate? Wait, why do you hate yeah. Bubba Watson? He's like the most ordinary guy 
Bubba, Bubba Watson is low-key the biggest asshole in, on the earth. He fight. Oh, my God, dude. He fires so many caddies for the dumbest reasons. Like, if you've ever seen what some of the ca- his former caddies say about him, like, he's such an okay, asshole. I'll look that up. But Brooks Kepka, I mean, he's a douchebag. Remember yes, when we watched his, like, wife, like, go to give him a kiss or something? She, like, went to, like, give him a kiss on the Yeah, and he shoved her, to <laughs> the, her into the lake. Away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on national television, yeah. Unreal. Yeah. Who's your favorite skier? Oh, I sorry. You like cut out. I heard. Are you here? I was like, yeah. It got it got shaky in there, but yeah. Okay. So. Um, bobsledding. I'm a big Jamaica fan. (laughs) Yep. Big Tony Hawk fan for For skateboarding. Hmm. There's, Currently, there's... the USA men's team. Oh yes, my yes. Love to curl. Yeah. Are we going to end this episode? Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> what about NASCAR? Oh, big Tony Stork guy. Jeff Gordon. I can, I don't know if I could name a NASCAR Dale guy. Earnhardt. I'm a big Dale Earnhardt guy. I think he's going to win this upcoming you know race. Whoever's driving a Mercedes Benz. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Okay, thank you for tuning the Top Game Bear Sports and the Favorite Game of Thrones character? <laughs> Beyond Greyjoy? Because he's, he, that dude fucks. Like, I'm only in season one, but he he definitely is like such... You haven't he, seen Game of such Thrones? such a ladies, man. I don't, no, think anything's, yeah. I don't think anything bad is ever going to happen to Theon. Okay. <laughs>